Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I'm once again joined by my good friend Aram in Toronto. Three times in one week. Aram, welcome. Uh, hello. I don't know how you do these uh, pods after losses. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is an interesting one. You know, like this was a massive East Coast swing. Um, a lot of games, a lot of drama. Um, so I was able to catch pretty much all of these games since they were in my time zone, but, um, Mm -hmm. the best trip, not the best trip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I talked to you after the successful, uh, (laughs) uh, Raptors game. And since then they got drubbed (laughs) by the Knicks, which I talked about. And tonight they got drubbed in a different way by the Nets. So, uh, just, you know, we were texting back and forth. I was going on Twitter, you know, reading jokes, cracking jokes, you know, talking, talking smack about kind of an absurd game, but, uh, you know, I'm going to give you a moment to have a, a minor catharsis if you need it, uh, about this, this, uh, game or the last couple of games. I, I think, you know, we're so used to, um, a certain kind of sports narrative or, we're fans because we want a sports narrative, right? And when you lay out the 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 context, the drama of like, okay, chips are down. They're going to be down all these guys. We have these young players. It's time for them to step up. And you imagine, you know, some young guy stepping up at MSG and at least showing the crowd, giving the, the crowd a show. And then, or... Okay, that didn't happen. But tonight's another night. They have another <laughs> chance. And and maybe, just maybe, seeing an old friend lights a fire under some of the Warriors. And um and you round off this trip with a with a resounding win and some hope for the future. Um but sports is usually not like that. And um and uh it wasn't like that tonight. And but you know, it's also one game. We're only about third of the way into the season, so um, it could be worse. We could be the San Francisco Giants, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who had who had a much much worse day and much worse night, um, and uh, shielded the Warriors, I think, and particularly James Wiseman from a lot of uh, Twitter hate. So, so, so thanks, Giants, for. Uh, crapping the bed so badly uh, with Carlos Correa um, and running interference for the, for our dear warriors who had a, who had a tough back to back to be sure. Yeah. I gotta say, like I realized during this game, I'm pretty sure since KD has been on the nets that the warriors and the nets have never played against each other when they've both been decent, like actually good. Like the first year, the Warriors were terrible. The second year, <laughs> last, last year, last year there was an early season matchup that the there Warriors was? won, I think. Okay, and the and, and the Warriors were really. Uh, it was like super early in the season. They were really hyped. I don't think Kyrie was playing. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't play so, in this one, of course. But like, yeah, even then, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like, even then, it felt like the Nets weren't really like that good and at least now they've racked off a few wins yeah. in a row and Jacques Vaughn has them on a different path so I guess that's and, what and I'm they saying. do like, look pretty good actually you know they yeah they, I mean they 
totally boat race the Warriors. And um, it was, they were hitting everything. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, their defense geez. was, so, you know, I, I, I was, I was actually thinking like, wow, what, what would have happened if uh, Udoka had ended up being the head coach for the Nets? Like, I don't think that would have turned them around. That would have just created even more instability. And, and uh, Hey, good for Jacques Vaughn. Um, a long time, uh, you know, he's been in the coaching realm for a mm-hmm. long time, had a few cracks at some interim jobs and, um, but, uh, seems to have given them some stability. I don't know what yeah. their, what their long-term contenders, you know, prospects are, but they look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like I would have loved to have seen like a game where they're both kind of good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe down the road. I remember like a couple years ago it was like before, Clay tore his Achilles. It was like, oh, Nets Warriors final. <laughs> <You know what>? <laughs> <mean>? <laughs> or even the idea. I think people were talking about it like when the Warriors had uh, D'Angelo Russell. It was like, when Clay comes back in April, <laughs> it'll be like a three headed monster again. <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen. Um, no. Okay, let's talk about James Wiseman, right? He had this game. Yeah. After this 30 points, game. 30 points. It, uh, he, uh, sorry. I mean, maybe you were going to recap his box score, but I think yeah. uh, he had 30 points, um, uh, 12, 14 shooting, six rebounds, two assists. Wow. Um, uh, a block, a turnover, uh, minus 12, but, uh, a three pointer one for one, a three pointer. Um, so I don't know. It, it's definitely a bit of uh, empty calories for sure, but it's also nice to see him play nearly 30 minutes. He played 28 minutes. He was, yeah, he was out there. Uh, so that was nice to see. I, I was definitely, um, I think with about a minute and 20 seconds to go, he, he, uh, he had 28, 28 points and, and Patty Mills was guarding him but he was above the the three point line. I was like, shoot it, get your 30. Let's go. Just shoot it. Um, and then, and then he, he passed it and the, the nets ran out the clock and then, and then he posted somebody up and hit a kind of a BS uh, turnaround jumper. Um, but Hey, good for him. You know, like that's what I wanted. Uh, if nothing else, can, can you get a game ball in a 30 point loss? Well, it's got to go to somebody <laughs> although uh, although not not to bury not to bury your lead uh patrick baldwin jr uh probably might compete for that game ball a little bit uh yeah um his his first extended run uh five for eight from from three uh yeah, i was yeah. t- i was telling you uh i'm sick of seeing ty jerome shoot i feel like he never passes to anybody um, he's always looking for his 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 shot, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, especially when he's playing with the kids. Um, yeah. But uh, but Patrick Baldwin, I'm like, go be Kobe, go be Clay, uh, just shoot as much as you can. Um, we haven't yeah. seen that much of him. This was the first extended run, and I thought he looked all right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it they probably got some of their jitters out last night against the uh, the Knicks on the on the bigger stage or the you know, the national stage. And it felt like the, especially Baldwin and, and Wiseman, you know, I mean, it was a blowout. Let's, you know, it is what it is, but like, they felt like, Oh, okay. Let me, <laughs> let me jack up some shots here. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll say about Wiseman, right. For whether you love him or you hate him. It's like, this is the whole point of playing him 
and mm-hmm. bringing him up from the G League is to showcase him if, you know, b- before the trade deadline and, you know, see what he can do. Either he's going to be like, oh, this guy can help us or, oh, another team, another GM is going to be like, oh, this guy could help us. They see a guy who can shoot, a guy who uh, can, you know, rim run, uh, dunk around the basket, uh, needs work in other areas. But, you know, maybe this pumped up his trade value. I obviously, as we've talked about, would prefer to keep him and have him be like that, you know, ideally ninth or 10th guy. Ninth is probably hoping for too much, but like just those emergency big man minutes when like, I don't know, uh, uh, some random, you know, seven footer is giving the Warriors problems and Looney is in foul trouble or something like that, or Draymond, and you need somebody out there. But uh, it's one thing I noticed. I was like, wow, you know, and I noticed this before, but even truer now, it's like, he really is a lot better against dudes who are smaller than him because <laughs> he got worked by the Knicks because the Knicks are pretty big and, and yeah, uh, strong and physical. And these guys are just like, you know, like, okay, go ahead, dunk it. <laughs> well, the, the, the Nets had, that's one of their biggest issues going through the East is they don't have a lot of size. I mean, for Wiseman, I don't think any of these games is going to convince the people who don't see it in him that they're, that it's, that he's going to turn it around. And, and, and that's because his issues are still apparent. Um, mm. You know, he, sometimes has problems catching the ball and that's that's an issue but you know part of part of it is who he's out there with right he's out yes, there with yes. with these with the kids um there's no space there's no gravity um they're trying to run the warrior system but without <laughs> without people who make the warrior system work right so mm-hmm. how much of a chance does he have really to look that good um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd also say though, I mean, this might be just, you know, really squinting to find the silver lining. I do think that he's shown some growth on the defensive end and, um, you know, some of his, uh, his, his, uh, approach to the drop coverage, those kinds of things, you know, shading players, like he's digesting the scouting report. He's playing to what the coaches are telling him what to do. So it shows some like growth. It shows the, you know, some coachability, um, which, you know, maybe in a couple of years, he's a solid rotation guy. Right. And, and he's huge out there and, and you can see like he can get easy buckets, right? Like if you can get, if you have a, some players who can get him the ball, which Ty Jerome never does. Um, sorry. <laughs> Ty Jerome had uh, seven assists. And one of them was to James Wiseman. <laughs> um, but uh, then, then you know, maybe there's a chance that another team sees that and says, like, "Well, we can we can make it work with this guy." So, what can he what can he get for the Warriors? I personally, um, just going back to uh, the the ranting opportunity, I I guess I'm not, you know, being able to see him play in these last few games. I just I don't know that I'm seeing a good fit with this team. Um, I don't think, and it's more about timing that he's not going to be ready to contribute in time. I don't think. And, you know, we can say, Oh, by April, but I just think that if they're chasing, if they're quote unquote chasing wins there, he's not going to play. 
Um, he's only going to play in these kinds of opportunities. And so it's just not aligning. So what can he get? What can he get to help a team? Is there anybody out there who's who's going to be able to be plugged in and be that eighth or ninth like solid rotation player? I mean, it seems like he really should be able to fetch something like that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm at the point where I've seen enough of these kids that I don't want another first round pick. So if uh, I don't think we have this, I think we do have this year's first round pick. So can we trade it or, you know, is there future picks? Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't, I, I, and, and I, and I think, and I know Rollins is a second round pick, but um, man, I, I, he's not ready. I don't know if he'll ever be. And I, it's it's a post it's a post loss uh, rant so um, yeah he's just yeah. I mean, sucking I'm, up a roster spot so I I'm a little bit frustrated by that yeah I mean I'm uh, I like Rollins I don't think he's gonna be ready anytime soon uh, I've had people say that you know they think he could help in the springtime and I'm like he's not gonna be ready from what I've seen and he just doesn't know how to play in the NBA at he's not there you know and. Uh, uh, I don't think Kerr would ever play him, especially. But yeah. I mean, you'll see Ty Jerome for so much more. With Wiseman, it's like I've, I've talked about. Oh, the playoffs are, are four months away, less than four months away now. But like that's the start of the playoffs. I understand that too, right? It's like uh, fe- April fifteenth. <laughs> play-in is before that too, so you have even less time <laughs> if we're looking at the play-in. So you know, it it, it really depends again on how like these weeks go. It's so it's so funny to go back and forth. Like I, you know, like I'm inherently a Wiseman guy, but then, you know, these ups and downs. And then, like you said, everybody who dislikes him already is going to just look at all the negatives. They're not going to look at, like I said this in, after the next game that yeah, Rollins and PBJ were not helpful at all <laughs> to Wiseman in the fourth quarter. Uh, against the Knicks. But let me ask you this uh, about Wiseman. People have tossed this idea out to me that do you think he's actually more of like a, a forward, like a power forward or something? I, I think, I think that's who he wants to be. And he's trying to be like AD, right? <laughs> he doesn't yeah, want to play center. He, no. And, and he's trying to be, he's trying to be the center. He's trying to be a, a warrior center. Um, and bless him for trying, but that's just also not him. But the Warriors are also not going to bend to that. They're not going to give him the opportunities to to um, you know spread his wings and and try things. Mm-hmm. They don't even let Kaminga do that, really, right? Yeah. Who I think has like who's way more ready. So mm-hmm. um, I that that just leads me to think that it's not a good fit. So where do you where do you stand as of now? Because earlier in the season. You were telling me you wanted to trade him for uh, Jakob Pertl, uh, which was a name that was popular for a while. Mm-hmm. It's kind of faded a little bit, but I'm sure it will come up again. Um, where do you stand? Because you're kind of falling into that area where it's like you think he could be good, but he might not be a good enough fit in time, which is a perfectly practical stance to take. You know, it's like not like, oh, we made a mistake, but it's like, hey, this didn't work out largely because he had such a star-crossed career for like three years going back to college so uh, as of now where do you fall on that and who 
would you want to see him like moved for? Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I think the Pirtle thing was just like, oh, hey, their salaries match perfectly, right? You go right. on spoke track or whatever, the trade machines, and you're like, hey. Um, but that I don't think that is really a viable player. I mean, a, a, a good player and one that would fit the Warriors, but it's probably not enough minutes with him and Looney uh, and then Draymond playing the center too. So I don't know, you know, you're thinking, you know, some other names were like PJ Washington. Um, that could be interesting. You know, somebody in that three, four, five role. That could be interesting. But, you know, the other thing too, let me throw this back at you is, you know, part of me feels like, yes, the Warriors made that D'Angelo Wiggins trade midseason a few years ago. And you had a sense that that was kind of like, cooking once they re you know when they signed d'angelo in the first place or signed and traded him um but part of me wonders you know is this a bigger is this a bigger thing because you know what if the they wait until the off season to trade him you know ride this out um sign some fringe fringe rotation guys uh buyout guys like you know, looking at Marquise Morris hit some threes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> somebody like that, right? Uh, to fill out that roster, um, they pay less in the tax, and then they go to the off season, uh, which a lot of people have have circled as like a pivotal one, just anyway, and one that may be kind of has some seismic movements. But maybe that's a time where you you do have more um, opportunities to package Wiseman with. Uh, that's when pool's extension goes up, right? Um, mm-hmm. That gives you the the salary cap uh, ballast to balance getting somebody who's paid more. Um, mm-hmm. And I only bring that up because pool looks good in these games where he is the lead ball handler, but he doesn't look so good when he's coming off the bench, right? And right. Um, so maybe that's something. Uh, that happens in the off season. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't, I don't know the names, but you know, off season trades are easier to make at that right. point. I just don't, I just don't know if if the if the mid season trade is going to be uh, worth it. But again, then you're stuck with this highly flawed roster. Um, right, right. You know? The thing about trading Wiseman uh, mid season by the deadline, it's like you're going to be trading low, right? Selling mm-hmm. low. And that's a thing that always, like, I, I, I know they don't want to do, right? Especially if he's showing some signs, maybe not enough uh, to satisfy anti-Wiseman fans uh, or even their own bets. But, you know, I can't really see that. I mean, who would you rather move? Actually, let me ask you this. What position do you think the Warriors need to fill the most? You kind of asked me this recently and I talked about center, but like, you know, after looking at this roster, right. So I talked about how I think one through eight is looking good with Kaminga in the eighth spot in the rotation. And so, you know, getting a vet, uh, are you looking for someone who's more of like, 
a wing, like a Caruso, or you're looking for more of a, a, a big man, whether it's a Pirtle and Olenek or uh, whomever else you can imagine, you know? I mean, this might sound stupid, but because we kind of already have a guy, um, but it's I, I think it's like a scoring guard who can play better defense than Poole, right? Wow. When, when, wow. when, because I, I want to see Clay get back to even, you know, late, late last season Clay or playoff Clay. Is it going to happen though? 32? Um, I don't know. You know, the atrophy that happened over the summer and, and, you know, he pushed so hard for, you know, two and a half years to get to what he could do last season and then the playoffs. And that was great. But, you know, is is he falling off, right? He's having consistency issues consistently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, when Poole fills in for him, he's really great, but he's also, uh, he, he's not great defensively. So is yeah. there somebody that can, you know, fill that role, that kind of, uh, that one, two, three guy, um, and then you package pool. <laughs> I mean, if they, you know, it, it, it's kind of, it's, it's no, no, in uh, the off season, it's a dumb question because it's like, well, if that guy existed, then how would you get him? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking like, like this season, you know what I mean? Because off season, there's a whole nother, like, yeah, we have yeah. to see how this team rises or flames out, how they, reach or come uh, fall short of expectations so that's that's a really really like there's a lot of variables for that and there's variables here but uh do you like just now i mean during you know during this game they need some toughness they need they need somebody who you know is wingy um (laughs) but you know i don't i don't I don't like Jay Crowder, but you know, somebody like that I think could help, right? Like the yeah. kind of winning, winning plays guy, you know? Um, would you give up, can... uh, would you give up um, either Kaminga or Wiseman or Moody? Which of those three would you be willing to give up? Like, assuming it was like one of them? I, I just want to keep Kaminga. I, yeah. I really think he has the highest ceiling. You know, seeing him in in some of those games, uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago, it's like, man, you know, this is the guy who can really fit, um, mm-hmm. and he's the one that needs to be given some more space to explore things. The other guys are probably going to be role players at best. So, so unless I'm getting like a a star or or like a or like a a, a second tier like really solid i'm not necessarily maybe a fringy all-star guy like i kind of don't want to trade Kaminga because i think that he could be that yeah and i've said like he's already in their core you know he's yeah, like the, the yeah. foundational six by the time the season ends he'll be in the seven you know and yeah just as a side note i uh saw some criticism of Kaminga after the knicks game saying like he's only good when he's surrounded by like better players and i was like huh? <laughs> what? Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that that's, uh, it's true for everyone. And that's true for Kaminga. But like the whole point about Kaminga's ascension this year is the fact that he realized that he needs to play within the context of what the Warriors are doing in their systems. 
and how all the stuff that he was doing in summer league and preseason on ball, trying to shake and bake people off the dribble, that that is not his strength yet. He can get there, but like, you know, when you throw him in with a couple of guys, he's never really played with as you know, PBJ mm -hmm. and, and Rollins. And I'm like, Oh man, seeing Kaminga pass the ball inbound the ball to Rollins. I was like, now throw it back to Kaminga. <laughs> you know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, like, he's Jerome. Let's come on, give it, give the ball up, please. So uh, that's just an an offhand thing. But would you rather give up Moody or or, or Wiseman at this point? Who do you think has more uh, value in terms of like helpful to the Warriors sooner rather than later? In terms of keeping or in terms of trade trade value? keeping? Who would you rather oh. keep? Well, right now, I think it's Moody. I, I think I think if he gets a little bit more, I think I his 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 trigger is off right now. He just has like a weird timing. It's like sometimes you're like shoot it, and then he doesn't, and then other times you're like, why are you shooting? So, but I think that will come with time, right? And just getting more mm -hmm. in the flow of playing, maybe a a a, a semi regular uh, rotation that he's in. Um, Cause the guy, I, I, I feel like his shot has gotten better and, and, mm -hmm. and he could, and by April 15th or, or, or play in April, um, he could be a reliable guy coming off the bench and making shots for yeah. 15 minutes. I, I, 20 minutes. I, I really think he could be, I'm not confident that Wiseman could play 15 minutes in a, in a game you need to win. I mean, we've seen Moody do that. We saw him do it last, last right. playoffs. Right. So, right. um, I, that's, that's in him. We've seen it. And which is crazy to me why he cannot crack the rotation. <laughs> like that's like know, every time I'm like, Oh yeah, Moody's slow footed and he can't, you know, like maybe he was being a little too, he's not accepting his role. He thinks he won't be more than three and D and it's like, Oh, but he he played his role well, and he was able to do that. Why can't he just bring that to whatever mm -hmm. it is uh, is is going on? The NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many unknowns. Like, will James Wiseman actually be on this Warriors team by the end of the season? I hope so. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The app is super easy to use. Just pop it open, do what you got to do, and you're good to go. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Here's the thing about Wiseman. I, I don't know what you think about this, but sometimes when I watch him, I see that 33 on his back. Uh, and I get some weird, they're different heights, but I get some weird like <laughs> Antoine Jameson vibes in terms mm. of like the way he carries. And kind of Joe Smith too. And that's the thing you're talking about about how the Warriors need a little bit more edge to them outside yeah. of Draymond because pool talks, but you know, he's, he's not, you don't think of him as tough. And especially no. since he crumpled in that video of getting punched, right? Like that kind of lingers, but you know, Joe Smith and Antoine Jameson were like 
good dudes. You know what I mean? After the yeah. Chris Weber things, like let's get some, let's trap some good dudes, yeah. throw in Todd Fuller for fun. Sometimes I get that from Wiseman and having, you know, when you mention uh, the Morrises, uh, it's just like, oh man, I'm, uh, I'm surprised neither of them ever played for the Warriors before. <laughs> I feel like they kind of should at some point, but uh, probably not uh, anytime soon. But uh, when I look at Wiseman, you talked about, you texted me, like you just wish his motor was on all the mm-hmm. time because he seemed too chill in this game, in this Nets game like that. He was just kind of coasting at a certain point. I thought he was gassed because at a certain point yeah. in the second quarter, he was, you know, was. while during a live ball, he was like bent over, like pulling at his shorts. So, I mean, what's your thought on that just in general about him being like too, and we've talked about over the years, him not having a dog in him. Yeah, I, I think I think it's something that is not completely his fault in that he's so big, he sticks out and, you know, especially uh, fans and people who are not big men always see big men and and, uh, and wonder, why don't you do this or why don't you do that? So I, I, I do also agree that I think the physicality, NBA physicality, like was he was gassed. He was totally gassed. Um yeah, I mean, I think that's part of what people uh, who don't like him, I think that's what annoys them. And it annoys me. I, li- I like him, but it's just <laughs> like, it's, it, it is a, it, like all of those things. It's kind of like, go get after that, you know, like, like, why aren't you trying for that rebound? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like just he's not like a relentless dude. You know, like he's not going to go, uh, hey, he's not Isaiah Stewart, right? Um, right. You know, like, sorry, guy, I, always, yeah. I always bring him up. He's my guy. Uh, um, you know, he's not that guy that is just uh, running down everything, um, causing mayhem, right? And just imagine if he was. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I don't, I don't quite get that. And, and is it, is it a mentality thing or, or is that just his personality? Is he plain scared? Like, I don't think so, but it all makes him look like he's like, I don't mean slow, like as in not smart, but just like, he's not like twitchy like that. He's not wired like that. And and that, yeah. that feels like a concern. I mean, again, these are things that uh, can be worked on over time and uh, his, his awareness would come with playing more, but it's like, we don't have time. And, you know, like I think Hollinger uh, in his article mentioned that like most trades don't really get start talking about until MLK games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's mid January. And you think, you know, another month of, you know, talking trades, it's not that much time to integrate somebody new into your system. Right. right. So like, there's not that much time. I think they need, they need to make a decision of where, what they're going to do with this guy. Right. Like, um, and, and all to, all to mix it in too, like, you know, remember during the, the Celtics game, there was the, the, the Woj, um, moment about Bob Myers doesn't have a contract. Like, you know, are, are these, are, are there some, some owner management issues happening in terms of like roster construction, uh, keeping certain players over others? Like I have no information i have not read anything about that but um but again just thinking about the giants and you know like what happened there right um yeah but management and ownership like they you know 
the the Lakeubs are very involved in uh, plural Lakeubs are very involved in the the roster construction and they have their favorites and and clearly Kerr doesn't doesn't share share those same opinions because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the people he plays. I mean, the thing about Bob Myers, I think I addressed that. My opinion, just an opinion, was like, I don't think anything of it. I mean, there could be something there. Who knows? You know, he wasn't reporting anything except a fact. And, you know, I think I said uh, on that episode that the only thing I can think of that would pull Myers away is if uh, the Lakers fire Rob Belenka and want to hire him. You know what I mean? And, uh, well, uh, Rob Pelinka just got that. that extension, right? So and, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I got no real new thoughts on that, and these are the things that uh, you know. I'm not even going to worry about that for like a long, long time because it, again, that depends on how this season plays out. Like, is he is all depend on what he does at the trade deadline or who he convinces to come to the Warriors and on the buyout market? You know. But, uh, you know, we'll see. And, you know, looking at this game, it's funny because I feel like you go on Twitter and it's just obviously people just shout out to everybody who was on Twitter for this early game, uh, like tweeting about this game. <laughs> when the Warriors got down by 40. I was like, who's still here? And there are a ton of people there. But, you know, the thing about this is like, after Steph got hurt, it's like we know they're going to lose a ton of games. It's not yeah. fun in the moment, but this is what I expected. I expected losses, maybe not by 40 or whatever, 30. Uh, and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for effort and showing and seeing people progress. And those are minor things. Those are things of like a losing team from when from the 90s. Like, oh, you know, maybe uh, – Maybe Adonis Foyle can learn how to shoot a free throw or something. He hit one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, again, like whether it's ultimately to to move Wiseman or somehow make him, I moved him back in the rotation every time I think about it. Like I went from like maybe ninth. Okay, how about 10? Okay, 11. Right? <laughs> emergency, emergency. Emergency enough to keep him and then like let him maybe grow and flourish a little bit longer. I don't know. Obviously, like I, I want to see if he can stick. I would prefer personally, like, hey, move Moody if you had to move somebody out of the three lotto picks, because there's other people who are kind of in front of him. Uh, although Moody might be more useful in the playoffs, but uh, find find another, you know, center. You know, <laughs> move Moody and uh, Jamichael Green in a pick. You know. That's something that was tossed out to me on uh, on YouTube. And, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, if you could find like a fringe guy or like not even fringe, but like a, a backup center to to come in in a pinch. And then <laughs> and then you end up with Wiseman as like your emergency, emergency center. Right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, in this one, it's like it's just everybody so – mad that this is what the Warriors are, but like, come on, like this is the Warriors team without staff, without Wiggins, without uh, Clay for better or for worse. And uh, without DiVincenzo. So four of their top seven guys, uh, Michael you know, Green, 
Yeah, well, that guy's like ninth. <laughs> yeah, but but still, right? Like five of their top nine. Like that's uh that's no yeah. good. And uh it's again, you have to look at the the other things that are gonna get you further down the road to make those decisions, whether it's at the trade deadline or um or you know, buyout or something like that. So the the funny thing was was like Clay, you know, I talked to you about who's more frustrating. Uh, Clay or Poole, because those are the two most important guys right now with Wiggins and uh, Steph out. And they're the two most inconsistent guys this season. Mm -hmm. And Clay sat in this one. So, like, my ire at uh, uh, Jordan Poole was like, you only got one left. Pretty high. (laughs) And I was like, it's you, buddy. And like, every time the ball bounced off of his hands and every time he tripled and like, you know, everybody says, slow down. It's like, yeah, slow down, man. Slow down. And he does the herky jerky stuff, and the, sometimes the defender just doesn't move, you know. So I hope that somehow he figures out how to develop uh, his game and like take it because when he misses, man, he misses bad, right? Mm-hmm. Like he misses bad. Like there was one where a Nets player in the second half fell over. I don't know if it was because <laughs> yeah. of a move, because he slipped, because he tripped, yeah. and it's like Poole took his time and shot it, missed it, did not come up short, did not go long went left and long yeah, it was and wide it was yeah, it was like wide it was long. it was a thud man it was yeah. like a thud <laughs> that was a bricks brick yeah yeah so uh you know it, it was not a one of my favorite uh jordan pool moments and it's also kind of one of those things too i'm, I'm picking on jordan pool now so just bear with uh it's the holiday spirit so, <laughs> um it's like when he does something like that and he just looks mad at the ref. <laughs> right? yeah. It's like yeah. the ref made him like, uh, uh, you know, not catch that pass or dribble off of uh, his foot or something. And uh, it's the equivalent of, you know, playing pickup and uh, you pass the ball to somebody who doesn't have good hands and like, they like look at their hands when they miss it. Like, <laughs> as if looking at their hands. <laughs> it's like, that's what Stupid it's hands. <laughs> um well yeah. i yeah i mean i i'm i'm disappointed that mutton chop uh luck is uh it doesn't seem to be working and uh um but kind of in the uh like you were saying christmas spirit and also mutton chops uh like you're thinking about your charles dickens era stuff yeah, uh, yeah. i wanted to ask you uh do you now uh do you have a warrior's christmas wish um and not like it has to be realistic like sure like think about like Oh, something you want for for Warriors Christmas, not the draft. Um, actual Christmas. Um uh you know, for the for the rest of the season or something, you know, not something unrealistic like, oh, we get uh, you know, uh Magic Johnson uh, goes in a time <laughs> machine and, he, and oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Will Chamberlain walks through that door. I right? it has to be something realistic. It's funny because like there's so many like little things. I'm just so in the, in the weeds on all this stuff, all this warrior stuff that like, honestly, the first and only thing I can think of is that Wiggins comes back and he doesn't miss a beat. I do worry that this stretch that he's been gone for, like, it seems like he was like rolling on so much momentum mm-hmm. and his shooting percentage is like across the board, except for free throw. Uh, they were like, career highs so far and i do have concerns that when he comes back he's going to be rusty which is normal but that he never gets back to like that level and that is my christmas wish 
bottom line. Like, like I want to see him back on Christmas and I want to see him at least for the, you know, so show assembly. I don't want him going like three for 12. You know, I would love to yeah. see him go like, you know, four for eight, depending on how many minutes he gets. If he gets his regular rotation minutes, like, you know, like a, a eight for 13 would be awesome. Yeah. It's um, an it's an underrated point that, you know, most of us are not talking about and that this season he's been their second best player for sure. Um and and that he's missed a whole bunch of games now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so that that's a that's a huge thing and 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 probably yeah, way underrated in terms of um so yeah, yeah, All-Star Wiggins would be nice. Um Christmas wish for me. Well, specifically the Christmas day game uh, against Memphis. It better not be this Nets, uh, like a score like this. <laughs> like it's got to be competitive because you know, the Grizzlies are coming, uh, coming for the Warriors. I'm hoping at least they have some, some focus that they had in that Celtics game and that clay Wiggins pool that they all show up and, you know, Draymond, I will always be up for that. I'll, I'll always for, uh, remember the, that terrible year where Steph broke his hand and Draymond was the only one standing and, and they went out and they beat the, uh, the James Harden rockets anyway on Christmas. And, and so, mm-hmm. um, I know he'll bring it on Christmas. I guess I guess my my Christmas wish would just be like in a realistic one would just to be get get somebody to help stabilize that kind of second unit um round out the rotation because I think there's so much instability right now and and it ain't it with if it's Ty Jerome and oh they signed Ty Jerome for the rest of the season it's like no that's not it um no. it's got to be it's got to be somebody else and I don't know who's walking through that door um, but that's David that's West is not walking through that door. <laughs> Sean Livingston might walk through the door, but he's wearing a suit. Any of those dudes, right? Like somebody <laughs> like that, like, please, uh, they, they need, they need that kind of help. So, um, again, I don't know who that's going to be, but, um, that, that's my realistic Christmas wish. Uh, yeah. Those two. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's fair. I think that's very fair, man. And I hope you get your wish. I hope Aaron. so too. <laughs> all right thank you for being on the show man happy happy holidays yeah happy and holidays to you y'all can find aram on twitter at aram collier a-r-a-m-c-o-l-l-i-e-r that is another episode of the oakland warriors podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast feel free to hit me up on twitter at patrick e pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show, on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>